Minnow Films, a multi-award-winning production company renowned for making sensitive and thought-provoking documentaries, is making a new documentary series for a global premium streaming platform about the Ashley Madison data hack. As part of our research, we're looking to speak to people who were impacted by the hack, as well as people who have used or are currently using the Ashley Madison website. All initial conversations are confidential and would not involve any commitment to taking part in the series at this stage. For more information, please contact producer Zoe Hutton at zoe.hutton at minnowfilms.co.uk. Z-O-E dot h-u-t-t-o-n at minnowfilms.co.uk Rod Truth podcasts may contain explicit, sensitive, and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or other medical professional. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Women's lives follow many paths, twists and turns, and choices never planned nor expected. In life, temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness can lead a good person to make a choice that they can't take back. When facing judgment in isolation, a person can feel very alone. In this podcast, you will hear stories from women who made the choice to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, stories of female infidelity. An anonymous and no-judgment podcast created and hosted by me, Rebecca Adams. I was an unfaithful wife. You are not alone. Hello and welcome to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hope everybody is doing good. Once again, as I sit down here to record, the wind is going mad and the vents on uh, the side of where we're living is making noise. So I always apologize in advance. There's not a whole lot I can do about it just because of circumstances. But later this summer, definitely after the break, if everything goes well, I will be in the house and I will have silence in my own little retreat office for everything. What has been going on with everybody? How's everybody managing? It's finally spring. Isn't that exciting? Well, I started working and it's turned into a full-time job and I work from home easily. Uh, It's been 10 to 12 hour days and I started to panic. Oh my gosh, I've got to get these recorded for everybody. So today was a good day. And I am now sitting down, and I'm all yours. Today we're going to start a new story from Jane. She had posted in one of my groups, and I thought, oh my gosh, this would be perfect for the podcast. So I got her permission, and she was happy to share it. So let's go ahead and get started with Jane's story. It's a long one. Grab a seat and a drink. I don't even know where to start, but figured I'd admit it somewhere. I grew up very far north in Canada with my mom, dad, and younger sister. My parents divorced when I was eight, and we relocated with my mom. My mom met another man and married him and had two more kids. I am the oldest of four. 
As far as I can understand, my dad cheated on my mom, but I wasn't aware of this until I was older. I lost my virginity at 15 years old, I believe, and I slept around a lot until I was 20. By the time I met my husband at 20 years old, he was the 25th man I had had sex with. I've known my husband since I was about 13, and I am now 35. We started dating when I was 20, we had our son when I was 21, and got married when I was 32. We will celebrate being together 15 years this year and married for three. Before we had our son, he was an okay partner. He worked a lot, but so did I. We worked a lot so that we could have a future for ourselves. This first started a rift in our relationship as we didn't make time for each other, but we made time for our jobs and our careers. Once we had our son, I no longer felt like a partner in a relationship. I felt like a single mom living in a home with someone who was there expecting me to be the caregiver to a newborn and a fully grown man-child. Our dining room was never allowed to be a dining room. It was his man cave. I was responsible for the laundry, the bathroom cleaning, organizing the toys and keeping the living room tidy. Thank you, partner, for doing dishes at this time. Keep in mind, he chose for us to use paper plates so that it would be easier for him. During my maternity leave, I spent as much time out of my home as possible with another mom that I met so that I wouldn't have to see my partner as much. I returned to work and was 100% responsible for the middle of the night wake up still while my partner got to sleep through the night for work the next day as he figured his job was more important than mine. He continued to have the dining room as his personal man cave and I made all the changes and concessions with my life. We have fought a lot over these five years since our son was born on how to raise him, prioritize our lives, financial purchases and hobbies, things we do outside the home. We bought a house in the middle of the pandemic and he has since taken the basement over as his man cave where he goes as soon as he gets home most days. He doesn't immerse himself in the family dynamic unless it's to cause a fight. Our son is now five years old and I am done making these concessions to make everyone else around me happy and keeping myself quiet and sad. I went on a trip early December without my family. I never intended on cheating on this trip. It was the furthest thing from my thoughts. This was a work trip and I had planned on acting as such. The first night was uneventful. The next day was an all-day drink fest, which made me really think about how much I gave up when I became a wife and a mom. And I lost my identity as an individual person, not a full-time caregiver that no one showed appreciation for. I enjoyed letting loose and having fun, having no care in the world about anyone or anything else other than personal happiness at that moment. Our group did events, a pub crawl, and various other things throughout the day. Sadly, I found myself constantly drawn to one man who was very much like me. We can call him C. Easygoing, fun to socialize with, blends into groups quickly and easily accepted among almost everyone due to their charisma. So the sexual tension was established, 
and built this day while we had lower inhibitions due to alcohol consumption. But we went our separate ways at the end of the night. The next day, we basically picked up where we left off the previous day despite my epic hangover. By the afternoon, I was better and integrated myself with the group a bit better than I fared out in the morning. We got back late as a group to the hotel that night and we all had flights to catch at various times the next morning. Mine was 4 a.m. pickup, for example, but somehow I found myself chatting with C in Snapchat and ended up in his room for a couple of hours before heading back to mine to pack. Now, I didn't have sex with C, but I did fool around and cheated. I returned home, didn't tell my husband, didn't tell my friends, didn't tell my family. It was my dirty little secret and it ate me from the inside out. I found myself shutting down everyone around me. I went through the motions of life. I woke up, got my son ready, and to school, went to work, sat outside and cried before going in, went in, and was a ghost of myself at work. I took my lunch break off location so no one could see me cry through my break. I barely ate for those first 10 days coming back from this trip. During this time, I also decided that after trying for a second child for the previous nearly two years, I no longer wanted to be a primary caregiver for anyone again. I just wanted to be happy. I told my husband I didn't want more kids, and that's where that conversation ended, as he wasn't 100% on board to begin with for a second, so it was easy for me. I still talked to C via Snapchat. C is married with three kids. He lives eight hours away from me and we work for the same company, so our paths will cross again in the future. And I have no doubt that it'll be sexually explosive when we reconnect since we still exchange dirty chats and photos. Around this 10 day mark, I joined Ashley Madison. I live in a small town with a lot of chatter behind the scenes, so I needed to do this discreetly if I was going to take responsibility for my own happiness. I connected with two local men. One man, we will call him D, who has an open marriage with his wife, and I met his wife who is a lovely lady. We chatted on Ashley Madison for about a week before exchanging phone numbers and then texted back and forth for another week or so before meeting in real life. We had made plans to meet on Boxing Day, but of course, Mother Nature was against the idea and there was freezing rain and I got my period. So later that week, I drove out to his place about 30 minutes away. This man is not a born and raised local, which made this encounter much better for me and had the most amazing five hour sex bender with this man while his wife sat in the next room listening which in itself was originally very nerve-wracking, following by exhilarating. Dee and I have continued to text back and forth about all sorts of things. Our regular day-to-day -day life things. Sex scenes exchanged causing us to get hot and bothered from afar. Our kids, oddly enough, we both have five-year-old boys. Hockey, honestly, almost everything and anything. My husband is so removed from our family dynamic, he doesn't even notice or ask who I'm texting at all hours of the day or night, while I constantly have a foolish grin on my face talking to this man. 
D is looking for something long-term, according to his Ashley Madison profile, and we've talked lots about our next time together. I don't know what I want, but if it's amazing sex once or twice a month, I'm down for it now. I also connected with another man, we will call him M, who is married with two kids. He is very much in a similar situation as me, but we know people will almost always tell you what you want to hear so they get what they want. We both have a lot to lose by meeting up with each other. We started talking and then he kind of fell off the face of the earth before Christmas and I wasn't bothered by it. Let's face it. I didn't know who he was, and I was not looking on a cheating website for a new husband or life. He messaged me again a few days after Christmas, and I left his message in my inbox for a few days before replying as payback, because I could. So I ended up messaging him back a couple of days later, and we exchanged Snapchat info. Due to my town being so small, I ensured that my last name was not available on my profile so I could keep my anonymity the best I could. He added me and his username had his last name. Before even accepting his friendship, I flipped back to our Ashley Madison chat and told him I knew his brother, his sister-in-law, his wife, his nieces. This is what I was afraid of. At the start of our encounter on Ashley Madison, he even asked me, what if we know each other? And I replied, we run far away and fast. He didn't reply on Ashley Madison, so I accepted his snap friend request and told him the truth, that I knew those around him, but not actually him. Keep in mind, he has five years on me, and I'm not a true local to the area, and he has been here his whole life. I did let him know at this point that the ball was in his court, since I knew his family and a few of his friends. We decided to continue chatting since we were both in line to lose a lot if either of us ran and said anything. It's comforting knowing that my secret is safe with this man, even if it's just for now. He still has the ability to destroy me if he chooses to walk away from his marriage or if he admits it to anyone that he is cheating and names me. We've gotten together twice in real life now. The first time was a lot of talking with a bit of fooling around, but we didn't have sex. We hooked up a second time since this, and he admitted that due to it being a small town and the information I gave out to him through our chatting, that he basically Googled me and knew exactly who I was before Christmas, which is why he panicked and ran away. I work in a very public place, and I'm very active in the community, so this is very plausible. I chat with M all day long while we are both at work as well as all evening. Very similar situations as each other, meaning our spouses don't notice that we are on our phones with foolish grins while talking to each other. It's almost like being invisible in your own home. We've exchanged some super graphic fantasies and fetishes and things we want to do that our spouses would be opposed to. We both have lackluster sex lives at home. Em and I will probably hook up locally until the thrill has worn off. We are both very much on the same page of not wanting anything more than great sex and conversation to go with it. He is actually a good person and I wish him nothing but the best in his future, whatever that holds. 
Meanwhile, I threw the idea of divorce out to my husband mid-December, and that conversation went nowhere, and I'm currently working up the courage to ask for an open marriage, as I think this is what I need to be happy again. My husband is an underperformer in the bedroom, and as I've gotten older and explored my own body, I've come to realize that I need more. I need more adventure. I need more meaningful conversations. I need more attention. I just need more. I'm not willing to admit my infidelity to my husband as I don't want to hurt him, but I know that by not asking for this open marriage, I am hurting myself and him. I need to be true to myself and I vowed to live 2023 unapologetically as my true self and as a happy person. I do have a stack of unread messages on Ashley Madison still and have exchanged Snapchat info with a few of them, but I'm smarter than sleeping with half of my town. A lot of these men don't know who I am and I haven't given info out about it. M told me how easy it was for him to find me online and that I needed to be safer and more careful if this is the path I'm taking and trying to keep it on the down low. Once either of my two current situations are exhausted and worn out, I will go back and find a new local-ish friends with benefits. In the meantime, I just sex chat with a few of them. It's insane to see how many local men there are that I interact with on a daily or weekly basis and how many of their wives I know. I will never share their names with the world or run off to their wives as I'm hoping they'll give me the same respect at the end of the day. So when I was letting Jane know that I was preparing to record her story, she sent me a follow-up as to what has been going on since she originally wrote this out. Hey there, here's a couple updates. My husband and I are separating, not due to the infidelity, but I realized that I was no longer in it to win it. I'm still chatting with C, D, and M, but more on this friendship level at the time. After I asked for the open marriage in January, I ventured into the dating portion of Facebook and actually connected with a man who is a divorced father of two and lives about an hour away. He can be Jay. We have made a mental and physical connection and who I've been devoting my time towards since the end of January. My husband is moving out April 1st and we have told our son that he will have two homes. I'm not sure if my future holds something with Jay or if this is just a temporary situation. He is a bit older than me, divorced, two years single from his last long-term girlfriend. He is damaged in the sense women haven't treated him well, and I feel similarly damaged. Only time will tell us what happens from here, but I'm currently focusing on him and the happiness he brings to my life. I can't help but smile at just the mere thought of him. He did worry that he was the rebound guy, but mentally I've been out for what feels like such a long time and that rebound period is over. I'm looking forward to moving on. Our conversations are so open, honest, and raw that it is refreshing to know that there are men who have feelings and vocalize them. He has helped me validate some of my feelings I've been having as he had too through his separation. I don't know what long-term is best for me, 
With him being an hour away and having his kids 50-50 and me having my son 70-30, it limits our time we can spend to build something. We haven't put labels on anything, but he is the only person I am physically connecting with and everyone else has been friend-zoned at this time. We can only get together every other weekend providing the stars align, but we have been trying to make plans for the future for weekends so that we can ensure that we are free for those. All I can do is live my most authentic self and let the wind take me where I am meant to be. Thank you so much, Jane, for sharing this. And the follow-up is wonderful news. And as I say to a lot of women on here, and as I was reading your story, of course, my thoughts are, okay, how is she going to, she is miserable. She needs to just get out of this marriage. She's not doing anybody any favors for staying in it. And then your update was, finally, you're separated, you are able to move on. And it sounded like you have a whole different outlook and a whole different feeling. And I could just read it in your words. I could feel your emotion in the words that you feel so much better. And your son is going to do just fine. And your husband, you know, it may be a good thing for him to understand what he lost. Um, and, and again, it's, it's nice. And, and I, and I appreciate you saying you didn't want him to necessarily to, to know about the infidelity because you didn't want to hurt him. You don't want to add insult to injury because he didn't want to get a divorce or split up or anything like that. I'm sure. But sometimes in our relationships, things just become stagnant and we forget what brought us together as a couple and things start to fracture. And before you know it, you're strangers. So anyway, I just want to say thank you so much for for sending this in or actually for allowing me to stream it once I read it and um, keep in touch. Let me know how things are going with everything. If you're feeling good finding yourself or if things progress with Jay. Before I wrap it up today, just a reminder, you probably heard the introduction of Minnow Films on the beginning of this episode. I will have that information if you are interested in speaking with Zoe Hutton. Again, she is a producer for an upcoming documentary about the Ashley Madison data breach, but she's also interested in talking with people who have been on the Ashley Madison website. So feel free to reach out to her and see if this is something that might work for you. Also, if you have not yet subscribed to my other podcast, Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, um, this week, the same day this one initially airs, is going to be an episode called My Wife Became a Cut Queen with the One That Got Away. So it sounds like an interesting story. You know, we always hear about cuckolds, but this is about a cut queen. So you can just look where you get your podcasts and just put in let's ponder with Rebecca Adams and you will find it in the meantime we'll be back on April 16th with a new episode from Ruth on raw truth stories of female infidelity I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. But I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when he uncovered the truth. Things were going so well for so long that you would think that's just the way it'll always be. 
but that's just not how life works sometimes. In March of 2019, just a month after our 20-year anniversary, my best friend, who was also my best man, called me up and told me he needed to see me in person. I know, you're thinking he was having an affair with Lacey and wanted to come clean. I went over to his house and when he greeted me at the door, he looked as if someone had died. I asked him, what's wrong? He went over to his computer to show me something he found. It was a picture set of my wife and another man having sex. To hear exclusive stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship, have early access to regular episodes ad-free and more extras, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as only $4 a month. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of Raw Truth Podcasts is truly appreciated. When you visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com, you will find the story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon for exclusive episodes, and to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to my other podcast, Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, where taboo topics are discussed. To submit your female infidelity story, share feedback, or have general questions about the show, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com.